Ever wonder how you can prevent and reverse signs of aging like wrinkles without getting Botox? You'll want to listen to today's episode. Welcome back to Living a Nutritious Life. I'm your host, Carrie Glassman, and today we have the amazing Dr. Debbie Kung, a master of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Debbie is a friend of mine and my personal acupuncturist. I first went to see Debbie for facial acupuncture, actually, many years ago. Debbie is a board-certified doctor of Chinese medicine and a licensed acupuncturist in Texas and New York State. Her whole incredible bio is in the show notes, so go check that out. In today's episode, we talk about the ancient art of acupuncture and its incredible benefits for modern health concerns. Debbie shares how treating disease is not just about addressing symptoms, but tapping into the body's profound ability to heal itself. We also take a close look at some fascinating Eastern modalities such as gua sha and cupping, and we discuss their unique benefits for both the mind and the body. And Debbie also shares her own personal journey in the world of acupuncture from her battle with thyroid cancer to studying in Taiwan and how finding the right acupuncturist is akin to choosing the perfect therapist for your emotional health. It's a good one, friends. And as always, if you like it, please, please rate, review, and share. excited to have you on today. I cannot wait to chat with you. Oh, hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Hi, guys. I'm excited I'm so, to be here. I'm so beyond excited. I can't believe, though, we've been trying to catch up for so long. I can't believe it took us recording the podcast to get to catch up. So really, everyone, this is just, you know, selfish here. I just want to chat with Debbie today. So we're going to record it. No, but I can't wait to, in all in all seriousness, we haven't been able to catch up. I'm so excited to chat with you today about a million things that I know our listeners are going to love and learn so much from. But before we even do that, just how are you? How's Austin? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I've been here for what now? Four years, almost four years, and it's been lovely. I moved my practice down here to central Austin, some right downtown, um, settled in, found a home, and it's been really good. I mean, I just really love it. The weather is definitely more um, pleasant this time of year <laughs> compared yeah, to what sure. we're dealing with right now, but otherwise, it's been wonderful. I feel so blessed. Yeah. So you're lucky you get to be in Austin. I'm not lucky that you're not in New York City anymore. <laughs> I was so, so everyone listening, I met Debbie through our friend, Robin Chauvin. And remember way back when, and she introduced me to you. Uh, so everyone, we were introduced because I wanted to start doing AccuFacials. I really mm -hmm. wanted to dive in and not do any Botox and really do everything. I already have had a good skincare practice and obviously eat healthy and all that, but I wanted to do something more to just keep my skin looking a little better, staying a little younger without necessarily going to Botox. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I've done that before too, but I just wanted to do that and dive in. And so I started go seeing Debbie for AccuFacials and I mean, we're going to talk about that later. Actually, yeah, let's say let's save that. We're going to save that because we're going to talk specifically about that. But that's how we originally met. But then we just became friends, and I learned so much from Debbie. You all have to follow her on Instagram. Just you're so smart, and you're you're so so filled with like so much knowledge. Uh, and there's you, what I love about the information you give is you give so many, which is what I try to do in this podcast, actionable steps people can take to improve their health. So 
Mm-hmm. Let's just start with, first of all, how did you get into acupuncture? Yeah, that's, well, first of all, thank you so much for all the kind words. Um, so it's kind of a crazy story how I got into this medicine. I was growing up, I was never interested in anything Asian, which kind of sounds weird given that I'm Taiwanese. Um, my parents raised me in Virginia, which at the time wasn't really big in terms of an Asian community. So I have kind of a bit of an identity crisis. So I think anything Asian for me growing up was kind of like, well, that's an exclusion. I don't fit in. So I kind of almost denied some of the way that I was. Um, so this is kind of a coming of age story, if you will. And then oh, fast years later, I was in New York City. I used to work in fashion for many years. And one of my coworkers was like, you know what? You have been working a lot. You're really stressed. I would highly recommend that you actually try acupuncture. It's in your culture, which I thought was kind of an interesting idea because I've never actually thought about that before as an option to dealing with stress. You know, mm-hmm. at the time I was 20s and being in New York, going off the Sex in the City vibe and the fashion <laughs> industry, it was just so much fun. So, of course, I... I lended to uh, enjoying that lifestyle as well, if you will. Right. And so- um, Burning the candle at both ends. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Working hard, playing harder. Mm-hmm. So uh, I found a random person in Chinatown that I went to because I didn't even know where to begin. And I had one acupuncture session and it changed my life. It was like oh. I was a completely different person by the time when I first got on the treatment table to when I walked off the treatment table, it was insane. And so I felt like an epiphany went off and I was like, how is it that this makes me feel better? It just looks like you're just putting random needles in someone's body and it changes you after a couple of minutes. So, you know, at that point I was already starting to think about leaving the fashion industry and kind of pursuing something else that gave me a little bit more quote unquote meaning, if you will. And so um, this kind of fell into my lap at the perfect time. And so I decided that, hey, I'm going to leave the industry and actually pursue this type of medicine to learn about it. Because I had so many questions, right? I right. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know where it came from. I mean, I knew the origins in terms of the culture, but like, how did it even come about? So there's so many things that I wanted to know personally. I was just so uh, curious about that. I was like, wow, if this one session can impact me so positively, how many other people can it impact in such a greater realm and a greater volume. And so for me, this was like, maybe this is kind of like my quote unquote life calling, if you will. This really brought a lot of peace and nourishment to me, knowing that I can actually learn this medicine and help other people experience the same sensations and feelings that I felt even after one session. So that's kind of how I got into it. So then what type of training did you go for? So uh, the training in, so training in the U.S. is a little bit different than training in Asia and other parts of the world. It really depends on, um, I guess, the rules and regulations, if you will. It's Mm -hmm. actually in the U.S. it's governed by an overall um, organization, but it's actually more or less state regulated, kind of how the U.S. works in terms of like government and federal government. And so uh, for me, I chose Texas. My younger is actually an acupuncturist as well. Um, even though growing up, we were not that close, but we're much closer now. And she was in Austin and she actually went through uh, an acupuncture program that was highly recommended. So I was like, well, knowing me, I have a little bit of ADHD. And if I stayed in New York City and tried to study acupuncture, I would never get anything done. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a pickup and then moved to Austin, Texas years ago actually to pursue, um, it's considered a master's degree and, um, Chinese medicine. And so that's what I did. And that program lasts anywhere between three and a half to four and a half years, depending on. Oh, wow. 
Oh, I programs. didn't realize it was that long. Okay. It's pretty intense and it's year round. So we do, instead of semesters, we do trimesters. So it's okay. pretty intense. And I know there's like a, st a statistic out there saying that, you know, if five people start acupuncture school, literally only one person ends up practicing years later, just because you have to take the boards and there's wow. in Texas. Texas and California are the strictest states when in terms of regulating. So okay. it, it's really interesting because I think many people don't realize like we put a needle in you, but with that needle comes years of blood, sweat, right. and tears and experience and knowledge and studying and all that. So oh, I can believe it for sure. It makes, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, you want to trust someone that is putting a needle in you. <laughs> you want to make sure that they know what they're doing. So of course. Um, long story short, it's a, it's basically a master's program anywhere you go in the U.S. Mm -hmm. state. Related. And so after you graduate, depending on the state, some states uh, require boards to be taken. So you take mm -hmm. a board after that, or you take four boards in the case of Texas, which is one of the strictest states. California has its own separate licensing for that. Um, and then afterwards, you just start practicing. It's basically building your own business. And um, it's a very. But then you came back to New York because I, yeah. obviously yeah. I met you in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so did you come that, right back? So it was kind of a roundabout way, <laughs> um, too long of a story, but I don't know if I ever told you this, but I'm sure I've since shared it on social media. Um, part of the reason why I left Austin is I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, kind of came out of left field. I did I, not know time, that. Yeah. So they, you can kind of see here, they took out half mm -hmm. my thyroid, it was like the left lobe. Anyways, I am in remission and it just really so grateful that I was able to recover fully and it really gave me a new um way of looking at life and medicine mm -hmm. and health and empathy. And so uh, I, I looked at it as like a very big silver lining and how I can use it in my practice. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I left and actually I moved to Taiwan for about a year and a half because okay. my parent, my mom lives there and she wanted to kind of take care of me because of the recovery process from my surgery wasn't as smooth as we was hoping. And so it was just kind of taking a break in life, like kind of reassessing. So I had that opportunity. I was so grateful that I could actually put my life on pause for a little bit and then in, go back to Taiwan, my motherland, and be able to reconnect with my mother and reconnect with my culture. And while I was there, I actually wow. started um, studying under a couple of acupuncturists as well, going so in. You had, and so you'd already completed everything in Austin. Yes. With the program. Yes, so I had wow. completed, yes. So I had completed everything in Austin. Um, I was probably about two months into opening my practice in Austin when I was diagnosed with my thyroid. Okay cancer. And so uh, that being said, it was kind of like, well, maybe I need to kind of pivot and take care of my yeah. health first, ironically, versus taking care right. of other people, right? Because you can't pour from an empty cup, which is something I constantly remind myself being a health practitioner, as most yeah. health practitioners probably realize and know, because it's so easy to serve others when that is Absolutely. your job versus putting- Absolutely. And first. so nice though, that you are able to go and be with your mom and have her take care of you and nurture you. Yeah. And, and then for you again, like you, you, you went into acupuncture, you were connecting with your culture, but now to connect even further by being in Taiwan, that's really a beautiful yeah. silver lining of it all, I guess. Right. Yeah. I felt really just completely grateful. I mean, I can't even put it into words, like how, you know, opportunistic it was, but also in just a way that the universe really showed me, okay, well, mm -hmm. this is a dive into getting to reconnect with on a personal level and a professional level before mm -hmm. we get you to the next phase. So I kind of had that in mind. I knew that this was getting me ready for going back to the U.S. I just didn't know if I was going to go back to Austin or New York at the time. And then while I was in Taiwan, I connected with someone that I ended up uh, 
from a past that ended up bringing me back to New York for a little bit. And so that's how I met Robin was through him. That's how I met you was through Robin. Um, And so when I was back in New York, that's when I actually worked under another acupuncturist while I was kind of setting up shop, getting ready to do my own practice. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing with acupuncture. And I think if you've had acupuncture done, for those of you guys listening, you probably understand that seeing an acupuncturist is almost like picking a therapist mm-hmm. um, or a nutritionist, like someone that you actually vibe with the energy, because a lot of it, what we do is really energy medicine, if you will. Right. So this is why I haven't found anybody. New here. <laughs> I well, keep saying, you, and I, I'm by the way, sorry, there's a little bit of a side note. I'm going to Austin in March with my daughter to visit the University of Texas, Austin. And I already, because I know the last time I was in Austin, you weren't there. And so I already have, I've already, you know, thought to myself, okay, I have to find, I got to get in a session. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I'd love to see you regardless. We'll definitely connect off. But but, but this is why it's been so tough because I've said to you, who else does exactly what you do here? Yeah. And everyone does it different, you know, and it's basically, and and most people don't realize this. Every time we put a needle in you, we're giving you a tiny bit of our chi, our energy. And so you do want to be, uh, go to someone that you trust, go to someone Mm -hmm. that takes care of themselves and that you can, like I said, vibe with. So that's why Mm -hmm. I say, I tell all my patients and people that ask, I'm like, it's like picking a therapist, you know, sometimes you have to go through a couple to meet one that you actually um, can gel with and can work Mm -hmm. with. So, um, and not to say that that's not, that if you go to someone that you don't feel their energy with the acupuncture doesn't work, it's not, that's not really how it works. It's just more like from a comfort zone and from yeah. an emotional level too, because the way we look at it in Eastern medicine and Chinese medicine, it's not just the physical component when you come in. That's what most mm-hmm. people realize. Oh, my head hurts or I have fertility issues or X, Y, and Z. We actually treat from an emotional basis, an emotional mm-hmm. level, and that impacts our physical body. And so not to sound woo-woo, but that's why it works so well, because that's why people not only feel good physically, but they feel good emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love all that. So great. Uh, So can you, let's just go back a step four. I think many people probably have an understanding of acupuncture. Most people, I'm sure, if not everyone listening, knows that acupuncture involves like sticking little needles into your body at different points, <laughs> different places in your body. But right. for those that may be really new to acupuncture or knows what, know what it is, but don't really understand what it is, can you just give a basic overview of what exactly is acupuncture? Yeah. So acupuncture is based on the idea that your body has something called energy or chi that circulates in your in the body. And so we it's based off the theory that anytime we have any ailment or sickness, regardless of what it is, how big or how small it is, it's because that chi, that life force, that energy that is circulating through us is stuck somewhere for whatever reason. It could be from, you know, an outside trauma. It could be from an emotional state. It could be from our lifestyle. It could be from various uh, issues. Regardless, every time we have any kind of blockage or stagnation of that chi, that's when an issue starts happening. And so mm-hmm. how acupuncture works from an easy way is just putting needles in certain points of your body that help to unblock that energy. So that energy flows smoothly again. And so that you feel good, you look good, you are good. It's a great way to get that circulation moving and get that energy flow back to where it needs to be. Yeah. And then from a Western medicine point, um, typically when we put a a needle on you, depending where, where it is, it will create a signal to your brain, which helps to release a lot of neurotransmitters, feel good Mm -hmm. hormones, me, norepinephrine, um, serotonin, all those things that actually flood your system while you're resting on the table. And so it's pretty cool because your body 
knows what to do with the needles. It's, it's kind of wild. Like I remember being in acupuncture school and I remember someone asking one of our professors, this old guy from like, from like mainland China, who's like old school, mm-hmm. like communism, like no yeah. BS. And they were like, well, how did acupuncture come about? Like who invented it? Cause you hear about these right. like folklore stories. And so with a straight face, he looks at all of us and he's like, he points to the sky and he looks up and we of course all look up <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Aliens. And we're like, what? <laughs> Humans are not smart enough to invent this type of medicine that it was gifted to us by aliens, which is really funny. But you know, there's there's been um proof throughout you know history that they'll find like there was this body they found, I think in Far East Russia, Siberia, where the guy they found the I think it was like he was kind of like a caveman, and he had like these t- weird points and tattoos on his back. And so people were like, well, we don't know what that is. Maybe it's a tribal thing. And the people, and then later they were like, oh, those are acupuncture points. It aligns wow. with acupuncture. So it's like, it's it's one of those things where this medicine, I think, was really gifted to all of us, right? And it had right. happened to hit different cultures differently. But, um, you know, obviously Eastern culture really embraced it and really promoted it um, in the right. past. But I think it's just medicine that's universal, that works on everyone. And it basically, and as an acupuncturist, I would love to take more, we would love to take more credit of being like, yes, it's because of what we did. Um, Yes and no, but, you know, overall looking at it, it's basically your body. It's just reminding your body what it already knows. And that's such a beautiful thing, reminding your body what it already knows. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where there's sometimes, even on all my years of practice, I'll have a patient come in, they'll come in for something I've been dealing with for such a long time. And after one or two sessions, it's completely gone. And even I am like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> like, you know, this stuff really works. Right. It keeps surprising. So even you're surprised. Yeah. And even though Eastern medicine really embraced this, we know now in Western medicine, there is a lot of research around acupuncture, a lot more research than people probably even realize. Absolutely. And it's really funny. Uh, A lot of the research nowadays is coming out of Germany, out of all countries, um, and Japan, and of course, China. And it's really interesting because there's so much that we're still learning, still learning about the human body, as we all know, you know, there's always discoveries here and there, certain things. And, and I know a lot of pharmaceutical companies are doing a lot of their own experiments with drugs. But, you know, a lot of times we forget that our bodies are incredible self-healing machines. You know, we don't have to remind ourselves to, if we get a cut or a bruise to heal, it just does it. We don't have to remind ourselves to breathe or to blink or, and so it's, it's really phenomenal and incredible to see how well the human body can heal on its own when it just needs a little push in the right direction. And I do strongly feel like Eastern medicine does that. I mean, there's so many components and so many tools in your toolbox to help with that, but Eastern medicine definitely is a big one that can help push your body in that direction again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, one thing with Eastern medicine that I think is so cool is, first of all, I mean, it's been thousands of years, right? So many things have been done for thousands of years. And sometimes people, you know, when they do say, well, where's the research on that? Or where's the study on that? Now we do know that there are a lot of studies on, on acupuncture, as we were just discussing. But even when there isn't a study, sometimes it's like, well, uh, here's the research for thousands of years, right? Just there just yeah. hasn't been a specific study on this exact thing, but there's a lot, there's been, we've got a lot of evidence here that this has worked. And so I think people have to be really remember that and be open-minded to um, many different practices that have been practiced for thousands of years and have had incredible results. Absolutely. And there's a reason why it's stuck around for so long. I mean, right. there are things as like health fads, which we all know, um, right. but you know, something like this, 
has been proven over for millions of people throughout history that's helped them in a way that it's sometimes it is unexplainable to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's incredible. I, you know, it's one of those things where as someone who was raised purely with Western medicine, um, for me to learn this, the other side of it was like a very much like what I remember on the the first day of my acupuncture school class, one of the um, professors was like, everything, you know, about medicine, throw it out the window. This is a whole new ball game. Let's get a clean slate here. Yeah. 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 The body can be different. And so like, even in my practice, when I, when I have patients come in, especially for the first time and we do our initial assessment and we talk to them and, you know, one of the ways that we can assess is through observation. So I'll look at their lips and if their lips tend to be dry, I'll start asking them Mm -hmm. questions. Do you also tend to bruise easily? Do you tend Mm -hmm. to be tired in the afternoons? You know, those things usually are all congruent. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And so like, wow, how do you, how did you know this? And it's like, well, our bodies are constantly telling us clues. It's constantly telling us things. We just have to know how to read it. And the art of reading the body has been lost throughout, you know, the past. Well, we're all looking for these quick fixes, these very quick fixes. You know, you have a headache, take a pill, you have this, do, you know, do this, or, you know, take that. It's, we, we look for these quick fixes when there are we have to look further. We have to look deeper. We have to look for not only the root cause, but then come up with very often these solutions that are not, you know, a pill or, you know, they're, they're, like you said, they're, they're things like this that have been practiced for thousands of years, which are reminding the body, like what you just said, I'm going to quote you now of what it already <laughs> knows, whatever, what did you say? Reminding the body, what it knows it needs to do, what it knows um, how to do. The body, what it already knows. Yeah. What it already it right. knows. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said about the root cause. I mean, that's one thing too, I should emphasize is that this type of medicine not only treats the branch, but also the root. So the symptoms right. that you come for, the headaches and all that. And we assess and look at their body very differently than Western medicine. And that's why nine times out of 10, when you come and see us for any type of weird pain, even though you've had your MRIs and your CAT scans and your x-rays, it can be solved because a lot of times, you know, the way that we assess the body is very different than how Western medicine does. Mm-hmm. And you know, I do think there is a need for both. Um, Absolutely. There, there's a need, but so much of Western medicine is Band-Aids. It's putting Band-Aids on things, right? We know that. And, and I'm not I'm not anti-Western medicine. I love Western medicine too, but there is a, but you still need to look for, we need to look further. It can't just be about the Band-Aids. You got to look for the root cause. And sometimes you need some Band-Aids to help you along while you're, while you're working on that root cause. But we have to look at the root cause of things, right? I want to take a moment to tell you about our podcast sponsor, which I'm a super fan of. In today's fast-paced go, go, go world, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and lose focus, especially when you're trying to accomplish critical tasks that require a sharp mind. If you're looking for a way to support your brain health and stay on top of your game, if you know me at all, you know I'm always looking to do that. Well, then you want to know about Cognizant Citicoline. This nutrient helps support brain function and it plays a vital role in nourishing and protecting brain cells. Cognizant Citicoline can help support focus, memory, and attention, promote cognitive performance, and support overall brain health. It's also known for its ability to support brain energy and is backed by numerous studies that show its effectiveness. Whether you're a student, a busy professional, a multitasking parent, or anyone looking to optimize mental clarity and sharpness, adding Cognizant Citicoline to your daily routine can help you achieve those goals and support your brain for the future. It can be found in many different products, including chewables, gummies, beverages, and even cold brew coffee. Visit Cognizant.com for exactly where to find this ingredient, and don't forget to look for Cognizant on the label. 
but we have to look at the root cause of things, right? I mean, and that's, we could go in a whole, a whole other conversation there, but I do love that acupuncture does that. Yes, absolutely. And and there's other modalities too in Eastern medicine that supports that, such as cupping, which I'm sure most yep. of you guys are familiar with, gua sha, which has taken a whole spin on um, the face, which is more beauty and wellness. But traditionally, it was done on the body to really help uh, relax the muscles, to work out any kind of tension. And there's studies now that show that if you do gua sha on the body, it helps with liver enzymes. It helps mm. build mitochondrial health. It helps actually mm. link to telomeres. I mean, there's so many really weird, interesting wow. facts and the research that's coming out now over something that's just as simple as literally just using gua sha on your Wait, body. gua sha on the body and affecting your telomeres. That's pretty yes. wild. And your mitochondrial yes. health, which by the way, mitochondrial yes. health is like, I feel like all, all the rage in the wellness world at the moment. It's I like everything is about mitochondrial health, right? It absolutely. I mean, it's a powerhouse, right? It's what keeps us going, gives us energy and keeps us youthful. And and so I will uh, have to guasha on not just my face every night, guasha on my body. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was going to ask you about guasha when we got to acufacials, but I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll bring this up right now. When you're foam rolling with your mm -hmm. body, are you, is that the same? Will you get the same benefits as using, as doing guasha on the body? Is it like, is it the same um, sort of benefit? There's some overlap, but you know, the idea of gua sha is it, it traditionally helps with lymphatic drainage because what it does is right. it, it's direct contact on your skin, right? And it's right. not where foam rolling is more of a deeper pressure, pressure mm -hmm. points. Because unless you're foam rolling very, very light, which I doubt you are, because the whole point of foam mm -hmm. rolling is to work the muscles and the tissues. Um, gua sha, you can do different types of pressure and different types of depth, depth if you will. But it, what it does is it helps to relax the fascial tissue. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing foam rolling, it can relax fascial tissue as well, but you're going on a deeper level. Whereas mm -hmm. with fascia, typically, especially depending on where it is on your body, right? The fleshier right. parts are a little bit deeper and a little bit more of a heavier pressure. Okay. But say you're doing your neck, say you wake up in the morning, you have a sore neck and this happens mm -hmm. to me the other day. Something like doing gua sha is like medicine in your hand. You can literally fix yourself by doing this. And so in this case, when I'm gua shaing my neck because I woke up with a stiff neck or I, I slept wrong, mm -hmm. um, what it does, it helps to loosen the fascial tissue. It helps to pull it off of the muscle layer so that's not sticking. So a lot, nine times out of 10, when we wake up, especially as we get older, even if say we did a great, amazing yoga session the evening before, we're still feeling a little stiff, maybe a little bit tight. Mm -hmm. And it's because the fascial tissue overnight tends to stick to, as you know, fascial tissue is made of collagen, as you know, as we age, it becomes more thin and brittle. And what happens is typically mm -hmm. it'll float above the muscle. So there'll be a little bit, tiny bit of space for blood to flow through. So it keeps it supple and soft and mm -hmm. flexible. If we're stressed or if we ate, as we age, it'll stick. And then what happens is it really kind of tights against the muscle. So nine times out of 10, when we're like getting out of bed, we're like, I just worked right. out yesterday. I'm still stiff. So gua sha is a great way to kind of get directly into that area versus foam rolling is great, but you can't necessarily foam roll your neck. You know, the foam rolling okay. is more Got it. for like certain like limbs and torso, but gua sha can kind of get into the, the nitty gritty parts such as your face and your neck. Okay. And okay. That's easier. Mm -hmm. I, I love my, it just feels so good. Just so relaxing. Yeah. yeah. I still have the gua sha that you gave me at our first session. 
that's right. I, oh too, I love it. It's a beautiful green one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> or the gua sha yeah. tool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I love gua sha. Um, there's so many other health benefits to it besides just obviously people use it nowadays for sculpt and lifting, which it does, right? right? It helps relax the face. So gua sha works the same way that Botox does in terms of when you get something like Botox, the reason it works so well is because it's relaxing everything in your face when mm-hmm. your face works. It looks more lifted. Think about the days when you take a nap and you wake up and you're like, wow, I, I just look more rested. Or when you come back from vacation and your face mm-hmm. just you look at the pictures, you're like, wow, I look really good here. It's because you were really, <laughs> you were rested. And so it, it washa kind of does the same thing. It's like medicine in your hands where when you use it on your face, it helps not only with the lymphatic drainage, which helps with the sculpting, but it helps to relax the tissue and the muscles. So more blood flow get to that area and then it can just kind of just relax. So I like to use it not only from um, kind of like a appearance point of view, but I like to use it because the way that you do it actually pushes more chi and blood flow to the brain, which helps you mm-hmm. think better. So mornings, whenever I'm foggy brained or I feel like I'm kind of mm-hmm. groggy and wake up, um, I'll do gua sha. I'll do it. Oh, that's so and- interesting. I never thought about using it for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a different way of, of addressing things, but, and you don't necessarily have to go through all the steps like you see people do. I mean, sometimes right. I just take it, really just focus on my jaw, bring it up through the hairline and then end up here like this. I'll just kind of go huh. like this and then end up here. And then this kind of brings everything up. So. Wow. That's yeah. so good. I just, yeah, I, I don't really have a method to the madness. I just kind of, like you said, I, I start, start kind of at my chin and I just go, I mean, I, I learned it originally from you and I mean, now it's been right. years and I just kind of like do it a little bit, but I do, I just feel better and you yeah. do, you, you, you feel better and it does, it, you do see a difference for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, that's basically what it's supposed to do is just make you feel better. Not looking better is obviously a side effect of it, but feeling yeah. better is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just go, let's go back another minute here to acupuncture in general. What are the biggest reasons you see that people come to you for acupuncture? So it's very interesting in New York city. When I was practicing there, it was very much stress across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different, you know, where shocker, looking, New York city, yeah. shocker <laughs> here. Uh, type A, <laughs> type yeah. A personalities that also complain to showing stiffness throughout the body, tightness mm-hmm. throughout the body a lot of TMJ stuff. Uh, since moving to Austin, it depends. It's like allergies, um, a lot of musculoskeletal issues, like back pain is a huge one. That's always been one that most people seek acupuncture for some kind of shoulder pain. Um, most of the time, uh, lately I've been focusing a lot on fertility actually. Mm-hmm. So fertility is a big one. Um, there are hard case studies that prove that acupuncture when in conjunction with IVF or even getting your period regulated, yeah. it helps with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've seen it. people um, doing that for PCOS recently. Yeah. It works That's for that. I've even recommended that to people for PCOS. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've worked on patients with that as well. And, you know, just remember that acupuncture is just one toolbox in the whole toolbox of Eastern medicine. We have different modalities. Right. One other one that I like to emphasize that hasn't been emphasized enough is herbal medicine. Right. So I, it's so funny when we were talking about, again, like popping pills and all of that and things having studies yeah. on them and not. And I was actually going to bring up herbal medicine because I know that you do work with that too. And that's, yeah. it, I think herbal medicine in general is an example of where there, there probably aren't enough studies, but there's so much evidence from years and years of years of just it being put to use. And there are some studies, of course, but there's just not as much out there as many people would like, but the thousands of years of evidence, um, and I'm sure you see anecdotal evidence all the time, um, oh, yes. is really fascinating. So, oh, sorry. So go back. Yeah. So 
So what I, herbs are your favorites? <laughs> well, yeah. So with herbs, you know, it really depends. I mean, we have a set, there's over, you know, 3000 herbs that we typically right. use in different right. combinations with each other. And so it kind of falls into your, where in your industry too, in terms of like nutrition, because traditionally herbs were taken as food, food is medicine, mm-hmm. like what Socrates says, or was it Aristotle? I think it was Socrates, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where, there's these plants that grew that, that have been around for a while, and then they figured out, I don't know how, but they figured out through a trial and error that certain combination of these plants and certain- It was those, aliens. It was aliens it was again. Like, <laughs> 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 okay, so- You did all kind, you know, great wall. Um, yeah, they did it for us. But anyways, so there's these different combinations that we still use to this day, used right. to this day that's been so effective. And these formulas have been around for thousands of years. So mm-hmm. there's a great one for back pain that I use for my patients. There's great different ones for PCOS actually mm-hmm. that we use successfully um, and migraines. And it just depends on what the patient's coming in for, but it's pretty cool. I mean, there's just so much variety and so many ways to treat someone. And so that's the nice thing too, that we're not just limited to a certain amount of drugs per se, like right. over the counter drugs or, you know, prescription drugs or surgery where there's other ways to address the human body before we go to that next step. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I originally, the, my first experience with acupuncture was when I was pregnant actually. And one, I couldn't sleep. Um, so I'd gone to see someone who was amazing. Also, um, I actually, I loved him as well um, as loving you. Um, he was great. And I, I went to him for sleep, but then I also went to try to, del- just to try to give birth, go into labor. I was not going into labor. I was almost two weeks late to the day oh. with my son. So that's why I actually, yeah, it's crazy. I know whenever I tell people that they're like, how they don't, (laughs) I was just really trying to do this naturally anyway. Um, so that was the second time I did Mm -hmm. acupuncture, but both times were during pregnancy. And then I done it a little, a little bit after that, but then I hadn't done it for many, many years until I went to see you. And Mm -hmm. again, I, I, as I said, Robin, as I told people, Robin introduced us and I was really going, because as I mentioned already, I didn't want to do Botox. I really wanted to try to take that out of my life and not do that and do whatever I could to just sort of improve what I was already doing some gua sha, I believe, uh, Mm -hmm. at the time, but I wanted to kind of take it up a notch. So I went to see you for Accufacial. So can you explain to everyone like what is an Accufacial? How does that work? You explained how gua sha works similar to Botox, but can you just mm-hmm. maybe give a little more insight into an acufacial? And I also just want to say, sorry, before you answer that, I'm going to say that one of the things that I found so amazing about going to you for acufacials was regardless of what it was doing for my skin and how it looked, I always, I would come out of there and say, I would rather do that and be on that table and have you put those needles into my face and into my head then, you know, get a massage. To me, it was the most, and, you know, again, not, I love massage too. And and not that you can't do both, but to me, regardless if there was any benefits to the, to the appearance of my face, it was so relaxing. And you've already kind of touched on that. So I always felt like the benefits of that time there, I mean, I would sometimes fall asleep on the table, right. With the needles in my face, I would just fall asleep. And the benefits of that, the stress reduction, when I would leave your office, was so incredible that I always said, you know what, if, if I look better, that's just a bonus. <laughs> I would feel so relaxed when I left. So anyway, yeah. I just wanted to mention that because yeah. whatever you're going to, you know, anyway, I just wanted to mention that before you talk about actually what happens 
Yeah, well, I'll just build on that. I mean, that's so great to hear that. And I'm so glad you enjoyed your sessions. And, you know, one thing too with acupuncture, it's been proven to actually help calm the chatter in our in our head. So brain waves. Oh, I need that. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, typically when you and I are active and talking, you know, our brain waves work on certain like mm -hmm. alpha, beta, delta, even to a degree. Um, and so when we do acupuncture, there's studies that show that it brings your brain waves down to theta, hmm. which is the same level that your brain undergoes when it's under hypnosis and under meditation. Mm -hmm. So it's not one of those things where, you know, you're, you, it's, it's more of a subconscious way of relaxing mm -hmm. too. And so that's why a lot of people find that acupuncture is so relaxing because regardless mm -hmm. of working with the needle in your face or in your body, you're, it's still going to give you that same effect. Your body, like I said, just knows what to do with this with these treatments. It's, it's pretty wild. So, um, building on the cosmetic acupuncture or facial acupuncture, um, I love it because it's, it, for me, I, it really brings me a lot of joy because, you know, I think just aging in general for most of us has, has been, um, quite, you know, we get, especially as women, we get a lot of pressure from social media, from just, men, <laughs> or actually you can probably edit that part out, but just, um, just in general, we get a lot of, you know, pressure in terms of, of, of our appearance and how we look. And, you know, in Eastern medicine and Eastern culture, the face does represent your entire health. So we look at it, not just from an, uh, cosmetic standpoint, but from a health standpoint. So when I look at your face, I can actually tell if there's other health issues going on. Mm. And funny enough, your face is almost a microcosm, a representation mm. of your entire body. So we like to say every, everything small reflects everything large and vice versa. And so your face reflects the rest of your body. And so when we actually work on your face, like say you have certain lines or a certain wrinkle or a certain discoloration you want to get rid of, that can also represent certain things in Chinese medicine that we can actually help overall your entire body. So for example, um, anytime we see you know someone with a line, there's a line that actually is right here. Most mm -hmm. men it. It's, we call it the suspended dagger line. Um, <laughs> I can give you some examples later if you like, but um, this line can represent a lot of frustration and anger or resentment that people mm -hmm. have. Um, mm -hmm. Some of it's caused by dynamic movements of the face, but some of it's also caused just by emotional emotions that have not been um, expressed mm -hmm. properly. And so in Chinese medicine, we do believe that emotions are energy and energy, if not expressed properly will be repressed and that negative emotion has to go somewhere. And so in some mm -hmm. cases say that, yes, it can cause things such as cancer, things such as infertility to a degree. Um, it can cause some, some of those. Now, I don't want to say that as a broad general thing, but it is one of those things where there are connections now that Western medicine is starting to find, you know, too much stress affects a woman's fertility, too much stress can cause X, Y, and Z. And that's mm -hmm. the way that we evaluate and see it. So going back to cosmetic. Okay, so I have that line. I need yeah. to, that's why I need to come back to you. <laughs> well, I keep calling and I keep, when I, I keep, whenever I message you, are you back in New York yet? I know. <laughs> come on, we got to get rid of this line. One way that you could do is just take scotch tape, like invisible tape. And it, it, this also holds true. If you happen to have 11s, you literally just take scotch tape and put it mm -hmm. right over here. And just mm -hmm. wear it around the house. And every time, because a lot of times this is made just by an expression, whether mm -hmm. you realize that you're probably furrowing your brows when you're thinking or typing or, you know, and so this is kind of retraining your face and your body not to make that expression. Yeah, <laughs> but also, probably that and some, and some emotions stuck in there too. <laughs> but it's interesting enough, you know, when we work on those lines, like this line right here, this is mm -hmm. people will go through emotional release. Mm -hmm. I've had 
or afterwards they go home and they're like, I was just so angry. They're like, I was just so angry for whatever reason. And then they come back a week later and this is softened. It's pretty well because we forget our face also, you know, represents the healing process of our body, right? So Mm -hmm. just cut ourselves anywhere in our body and it heals, our face constantly changes. So that's why, you know, and some people are like, well, it's the aging process. Yes and no. It's also part of the emotional state that we're in. It's also how we're nourishing ourselves through food, through, um, you know, life, our lifestyle, if we're getting enough sleep, if we're not. And so uh, in my practice, I also do something called face reading. And so that also kind of overlaps with what we do for cosmetic acupuncture because your face changes all the time. Even some of the features can change slightly and they can tell us Hmm. things are happening, things that can be corrected. Um, so it's really pretty, I love it because it's so fascinating. Everyone's face is so different and it changes constantly. So interesting. Yeah. So interesting. So I have another question for you. I have so many more questions for you. We're going to have to do this again. Uh, but one question, ear seeds, what do you think about them? Oh yeah. I love them. They work great. So the whole idea of ear seeds is that once again, we like to think that everything small reflects something larger. And so mm-hmm. the ear itself is actually upside down fetus. If you look at it, this is the mm-hmm. head, this is Fine. These are the internal mm. organs. So it's a microcosm of our entire body. Um, ear seeds are great because they are actual pressure points throughout the ear that mm-hmm. can actually regulate and help with emotional distress. So we use it a lot for, um, say, veterans or people that are, have gone mm-hmm. through PTSD. Any type of addictions can actually be helped through here, whether it's uh, drugs, alcohol, whatnot. And the ear actually represents the entire body. So anything we do here can actually help the rest of your body, just like stuff we do on the face. And so a lot of times ear seeds are great for people that are afraid of needles, if they're needle mm-hmm. phobic. So I would treat patients in the past that were perhaps missing limbs. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you do need to do certain points that actually help with getting things moving. And so you could actually treat the ear and they, they would still quote unquote have their limb energy because it's still here. Incredible. So Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. the ear pretty incredible how it can actually regulate so much of, um, our emotions, our, our, even our body temperature, um, even fertility. There's a point that we do on the apex of the ear kind of right underneath that helps with Mm -hmm. the glands. And so Mm. it can actually calm the body. It's pretty wild. I love it. So I do that. That's wild. And that in conjunction with probably some herbal remedies, adaptogenic herbs, that must be really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a great way to address the body instead of having to take a Xanax or having it or like, you know, I mean, there's, I think culturally speaking, it's always been preferred in, at least in Asia to go about these ways. Um, just cause Mm -hmm. we built in our culture, we kind of know, we know if we're stressed Mm -hmm. out, you actually can rub your ear and it will calm you down. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. So good. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're just filled with so much knowledge. I love it. Okay. (laughs) Acupuncture humming and nitric oxide. Talk to me, talk to me about that. There are studies that show that nitric oxide helps the basal dilation, which helps bring blood flow and fresh nutrients to parts of our bodies. Um, in Chinese medicine, we look at it as blood and chi flows, so like energy. So chi is like the the energy that moves blood, which is the mm-hmm. nutrient part. So you need both. And so acupuncture has been proven to release more nitric oxide in the body, just like humming. So there's studies that show now that if you hum, that actually helps to produce more nitric oxide and acupuncture does the same thing. 10 minutes of acupuncture, that's all you need. And it releases almost the same amount as humming does. 
And it's pretty wild because nitric oxide also helps with like anti-aging. They're starting to find it has a lot to do with um, our immune system and actually, uh, you know, fighting things such as cancer. And so it's pretty incredible that something that literally all you have to do, and this is the best part of acupuncture is literally you just come in, you just lay there. You don't have to do any work. You let us, the acupuncturist, do everything and you're in receiving mode. So you can just yeah, rest. it's such an incredible tool too for people that you know say oh it's difficult for me to meditate or you know yeah. yoga's really I I you know I zone out I have a tough time focusing in yoga or or whatever it might be it's just I I do I agree I love that because you go in and you just lie there and you and you just receive all of those benefits is it when I and just. Back to nitric oxide. When I hear nitric oxide, by the way, I think of beets <laughs> because beets yeah. are loaded with nitric oxide. I really do. That's that's where my nutrition brain goes is beets. Uh, um, having a good beet juice or a beet salad, I think of because uh, that's filled with nitric oxide. Uh, but acupuncture, it's incredible that that helps um, with that as well. And then the humming part, I think, is just really fascinating. And it's it's interesting too because you think sometimes people hum when they're when they're anxious, and it's like it's it's like the body's natural way of trying to you know, calm themselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And so it's just pretty cool that there's different ways we can eat it to, we can eat beets to like, you know, get our nutrition for nitric oxide. We can actually stick something sharp in someone and they can actually relax and release, uh, you know, nitric oxide as well. And that's one thing I wanted to touch on too, is uh, with acupuncture, um, I know it seems very, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It seems very um, non-intuitive in terms Mm -hmm. of, oh, in and you're going to relax? Like, how does it make you relax? Because you're getting sharp objects being right. stuck in you. But the needles that we use are one-time use disposable, stainless steel, sterilized, tiny needles mm-hmm. that bounce the human hair. And, uh, you know, we've yeah, been you trained- don't them. You really don't yeah, heal them. At all. And, and, you know, I think that's the big stigma attached to acupuncture, which prevents most people from trying it. And I get it because it doesn't make sense from a logical standpoint, putting something right. sharp in you and then you're getting better. Yeah, but it is such an incredible tool. And another thing that's worth mentioning too, for many people out there that haven't tried it before, or even if you have tried it and you want to go, go do it again, a lot of insurance covers acupuncture. So like there's, yeah, many, many people take uh, acupuncturists and, you know, take insurance and, you know, check out, check out with your insurance carrier. I mean, it's really possible to get it covered and to go regularly because I, and I think that that's also something for people, you know, they don't, they think about like going once. And I think it's actually one of these things that if you use it as a tool, it's even more incredible to be able to use regularly going, whether it's once a week or every other week. I mean, how often do you recommend people go? Yeah, that's a great question. So typically if it's your first time coming in, we like to say you want to come in twice a week for at least four weeks. I mean, sorry, okay. sorry twice a week for at least two weeks, not four weeks. Um, okay. This being because each session builds on the previous one. And so you mm-hmm. don't want to wait in between, especially if you're coming in for something chronic, you might have to come in a little bit longer, but typically by session three or four, your body starts really making a difference, seeing a difference. Mm-hmm. difference. Um, and so it's just kind of getting on that train of coming in that often. And, you know, if you go see someone like a physical therapist or a chiropractor, they'll probably say the same thing when it comes mm-hmm. to any kind of issue, because that's just how our bodies are. You know, one session may or may not help you in terms of seeing a huge difference. I always like to tell my patients, Hey, give it a shot for at least three to four sessions and then let's revisit and see where you are. And, you know, mm-hmm. almost six out of 10, they're like, absolutely. I'm glad I went, I committed to this many sessions because now I see a difference. So I, I mean, do have a lot of patients that do come in 
you know, first time or second time coming in to see me for the first time saying, hey, I tried it once before. And I'll always ask them, what did you go in for and how long did you go in for? Right. Because there's right. two big factors to determine yeah. if you can, you know, notice a difference and feel a difference. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it bring, you bring up such a good point. I mean, you have to really commit to it and be consistent with it, just like mm-hmm. an exercise routine or a new, you know, a new, I don't want to say even diet, but just a new way of eating, right? Like you've got to commit to it. You can't just do something once or do something for a few days or do something for a week. You really do have to commit it, commit to it. But I think adding something in like acupuncture to your whole, as I would say, nutritious life can be such an incredible tool also, because I think that many people haven't done these things before or or haven't done them necessarily consistently in conjunction with, let's say, improving their diet, focusing on staying hydrated, maybe thinking about their sleep. It's a whole other tool that can really help elevate the rest of your wellness. Absolutely. And And I actually work with a lot of patients on digestion. mm -hmm. So we look at nutrition and not just what we eat, but how we eat it, how it's Mm -hmm. prepared. Um, and so, you know, acupuncture can really help regulate digestion. So it's been really nice to see patients have regular bowel movements now and not feel tired after they have a salad or whatnot. So, so good. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to have you back here. I could talk to you about all of this for hours and hours. You are amazing. I am so excited to see you in Austin. Uh, I'm going to include in the show notes, everyone, where you can find Debbie. You have to go follow her on Instagram. Check out her website. If you're in Austin, go see her. But also anywhere else that you want to tell people uh, to find you or anything else you want to tell anyone to check out. Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram at dr.debbie.kung. Um, that's my main focus of social media at this point. And of course, my website as well. And thank you so much for having me, Carrie. This was awesome to see you. And I can't wait to catch up with you in real life. So yeah. good seeing you. I cannot wait to see you in real life and give you a big hug and have you put some needles in my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I adore you. So good seeing you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.